This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science in life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Osin June. Welcome everyone to the Inspiration Science to this amazing episode with an amazing guest today. His name is Robert Klutze and he is a project manager, a communication and confidence coach, as well as a public speaker. He is the founder of one of those very rare podcasts, which 5%, one of the world-class podcasts around the world. He already impacted 4 million people globally, and he helps people to put their dreams into actions, to have this growth mindset, having this self-love, as well as, as well as bringing God closer to people. He loves people. He loves the impact, and he shares his gifts and stories and his voice to help others to find their voice as well. And yeah, I saw Robert on Instagram, and um, you know, I think it's always the best excuse to connect when you see what is in common with people. And I saw we have public speaking, the passion for sharing stories, really in common. And on this episode, we're gonna hear about you know how he started his journey, what's the real impact of public speaking um, as well and to hear his story like how he did that and how he overcome some of the struggles as well so thank you so much Robert for coming on thank you so much for having me welcome everyone thank you so much for your time <clears throat> and I hope everyone here who watches this episode is, will be impacted in a way whereby they hear the words today and they're going to apply the words because I'm a big believer not just speaking but making sure people's the words I share people allow people to go and implement, implement it themselves so Welcome all. Thank you for your time today, Ozin, and hopefully everyone will be impacted today on this episode. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm curious to know when it comes to public speaking, what would you say is the thing that enlightens you the most about public speaking? When you say enlighten me, do you mean, what do, what do you mean by that? Like in terms of... Like, like what, what is the best thing basically about public speaking for you? Do you know what? I think the best thing about me, best thing for me when it comes to public speaking, right, is the ability to impact people on a larger scale, because <clears throat> I've amazing conversations with people. You and I had an amazing conversation just now, right? Like before we put the camera on, we were talking a lot of we were speaking a lot of great conversations. We're having a lot, of, um, a lot of great um conversations, right? But for me, the reason why I feel public speaking is so amazing is because rather than speaking one to one now, I'm going to speak to one to hundred, one to two hundred, one to three hundred, and then for me, the ripple effect of that is just so beautiful. I've spoken to people, I've done talks, right? And people said to me how they were on the verge of unfortunately like, potentially ending everything in their life, right? But after hearing what I've said to them, they said, no, I need to go back here. I can, I can still live on. I can still do this. And that's the beautiful effect for me to be able to speak publicly and speak to people on a, on a large scale because at the end of the day, I'm a big believer in this, right? I'm sure you believe in this too. I'm on this earth just to be a vessel, just to serve people, to help them come closer to the purpose that they've been put on this earth to be and to have. So for me, being a, speaking in public, it just, it's two birds and one stone. It's me being able to communicate, but also me being able to impact people at an even larger and faster rate. And that's what it's all about. So that's why I think that's the biggest benefit for me of public speaking. 
Amazing. And, you know, it's interesting what you say, because when you do public speaking, obviously you're in front of many people. It's not just like one-to-one. And it's also, finally speaking, one of the biggest fears many people have to do public speaking. And, you know, what struggles did you have? Like, how did you start it out? Because there's so many people, one of the best speakers had like the biggest struggles around that. And there were other natural speakers who were confident all the time. They kind of kind of like evolved that. So how did literally for you the speaking career began and what were some of the obstacles that you overcame throughout the journey? That's a great question, you know, and don't, the way I start that all the time, I say this, right? Every single testimony starts with a test. It's, a very, it's very interesting how the word testimony starts with a test, right? So the way, the person you guys see today, very confident, <clears throat> very outgoing, very articulate, etc., was not how my story began. So let me take you back down memory lane. Can we go down memory lane? Can we go back to memory lane? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go. So <clears throat> when I was born, I was after three weeks. So oh, sorry, after three months, sorry, I was put in, I was put into intensive care. So I was in intensive care when I was born for, um, for after three months for three weeks of my life. Thankfully, we made it out alive. However, as you as you know, like every single every single result, every single um every situation leads to a consequence. So the consequence of me being in intensive care at such a young age was that my development was completely and severely stuttered or stunted compared to my peers. So whereas my peers were speaking at one years old, two years old, because I was in intensive care at such a young age, like three months, my development was so far behind my peers. So I couldn't speak until I was four years old. I just couldn't speak. And then I was in speech therapy until I was 10 years old. I say this to you guys to show you guys that it's not about how you start, but how you finish. If that's not about how you start, it's about how you continue to go on. Because I felt alone, I felt misunderstood. I felt like no one understood my story. I felt like mm-hmm. I couldn't communicate. It was very hard for me. When I spoke, I always started. When I spoke, when I was like between the ages of four and 10, I always started, like no one understood what I was saying. People always say to me, ha, ha, ha. I felt very misunderstood, right? But then as I continued to prune and hunt on the skill set of public speaking, but I'm not even public speaking, speaking in general, because I went to speech therapy to work on my, my speaking skills, right? I started to understand that, oh, I've got a voice. Okay, so I started to speak and I started to realize, okay, when I speak, people really do listen to what I'm saying. Like people are already drawn into what I'm saying. So I kept on working on the skills of speaking, speaking, speaking. And bearing in mind, this is the same person who couldn't speak until I was four. I kept on working on the skills of speaking, speaking, speaking. Fast forward now to like, I'm getting older now, older years. I'm realizing, okay, this gift of speaking, people are really, really bought into it. People really listen to what I'm saying. And then over time, I got the confidence just started to build. I started to speak at, at schools and universities. And now I've been blessed now to, obviously, I've got a podcast where I do a lot of speaking. And then we do live podcast events and um, networking events. I've been able to speak at some of the biggest companies in the world, like Microsoft, IBM, um, some big universities, UCL, LSE. But it all came from me just starting. And I and I say all of this to say, well, I say all of this, sorry, to say what I said to you at the start, which is every single testimony starts with a test. But up to you to see how you will overcome that hurdle. Because I'm thankful that I persevered through that test. I'm, per- I'm thankful that my parents persevered through that time because it was hard for I couldn't speak. But that is that's that's my story as to into public speaking. Wow, that's so amazing. And I love that you mentioned about tests. I think often when we pray for something and we have our desires, whether it's in our career or in relationships, and often God has 
a plan for us already, like a mission, a purpose, a calling to that. And we go through these tests, those things that shape us, that makes us realize things. And often we kind of, when we have the struggles, we want we want to push that away we ask right away for you know give me happiness give me the blessings make the pain go away instead of like inviting god in and like really like surrendering to that and knowing that's really like preparing us towards where we actually prayed like answering the prayers or even beyond and i know like you you are really like um there's also an impact how you align with jesus and how you integrate that also in speaking in your life so um how has that started for you is it something that you awaken to throughout your journey or is this how you grew up um or you know like how yeah how did this journey with faith where you start and with jesus so how do my journey with like with Jesus start in, in particular yeah. in general? Okay, so I grew up in a Christian household, as, as as quite a lot of people do, I guess. I grew up in a Christian household, but I didn't really have a relationship with Christ. I went to I went to university, all that stuff. There, lived a typical uni lifestyle, partying, drinking, whatever, whatever. I remember COVID came now. I was at home, and I was in my I was literally at home. I remember God said to me like, "Are you gonna continue living like the way you're living?" Because I wasn't living in purpose. I was living purposeless, not purposeful. So I remember I was at home now during COVID, and then the Lord just said to me, like, well, we have all these gifts, but what do you do with these gifts? Because as I said to you earlier on, we are vessels. My life should be a masterpiece to help people move forward in life. My 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 life just can't be here for myself. But when I was speaking to the Lord, I realized I wasn't really doing too much. And I realized the only thing I could do in order for me to get to the point where I could be useful to the kingdom of God was to really press in. I'm thankful, for the, I'm thankful for the people around me, my brothers, my friends, shout out my brother Benny, all, all my peoples who helped me on this journey. But linking back to your question, how did my journey with, with Christ begin? Grew up in a Christian household, COVID times came, everything was locked down, right? So I was like, okay, cool, I have a choice now. And this life's all about choices, you know? I had a choice if I want to continue living the life I was living, which is like partying, girls, or press in and allow the Lord to change my heart. And he he's done that now. Like not only I, I always say this to people all the time in terms of my relationship with God. I've been I've been enjoying now with Christ for a while now. I spoke about it on other podcasts. Um the Lord's really changed my heart in many areas. I've still got so much more to do. Um, as I said beforehand, my life is very different now, but I'm thankful now. I've been celibate now for three plus years, but that's only one area. God's really helped me in other areas, business. He's changed my mindset in business, he's helped me develop a mindset of selflessness rather than selfishness. Because I believe all of us by nature, we, we're looking after ourselves, right? But the more and more I've come into Christ, the more and more I've read his word, the more I've realized that in order to really win in life, you have to serve other people. And that's one of the biggest shifts I had um, coming to Christ. So, yeah, my journey started at, um, during COVID times. But ever since then, now it's been up and up and up with Christ. Wow, I love that. And, you know, like in terms of like the Christ, how do you like integrate the Christ and Jesus in your work when you do public speaking? Because there are public speakers and entrepreneurs out there. They may mention God, but they're not embodying it truly. They maybe never opened the Bible, you know, like those people who kind of believe they are like fully there, but they're not. Um, and as a speaker who is in full face, how does that impact your public speaking or the way it's done? That's an amazing question. I can't do anything about Christ. I can't do anything about him. Nothing at all. I've done podcasts in the past, right? Watch this. I've done podcasts in the past without Christ, as in like I haven't prayed. I've been started, I've been nervous. I let the Lord in. 
and he changes everything. So to anyone right now who's potentially in a place whereby every time you go to speak, you're just nervous, you're scared, cry out to him. Because trust me, it changed my life. Even before I came on the podcast today, I prayed. I had to pray. And I know because I prayed that this could be a powerful episode. And it's really been powerful so far, isn't it? So that is why we uh, it's impacted my life in that way there. Like, I can't do anything without going to him and seeking his face. And just because the way I see prayer, right, is that me humbling myself to understand that he's above me and he's leading my way. So that is how um, my faith has helped me in my journey of public speaking. And even in other areas too, like something I'll just be, I'll be thinking, I'll be, um, I'll be speaking, right? Something comes to me about someone, and I'll just say it to them. And that's situation, that word there, they needed the exact word at the exact time. I don't know why I said it, but God knows. So it's like, I'm very sensitive to allow the Lord to speak. And it's been very helpful for me so far. It's been very helpful for me so far. I like that. And when you do like those speakings um, or any keynotes that you hold, how do you prepare for those speaking gigs? Because everyone has a different style. I know speakers, they're like literally having their scripts and, you know, preparation is key. And then there are people, they just open their heart. And as you mentioned, you just pray to Lord and just let it out. It's like very natural. Like, how do you go about speaking? It's like before you have like a performance when you do that. Yeah. So obviously, First things first, I always, I mean, first thing first, I let the Lord lead, but God cannot bless close hands. So what does that mean? I mean, I have to apply myself, I have to do my work. It's all well and good praying, but what? how can God bless something which you haven't put your, how can, how can God bless something if you have not put your part? So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that I, I prepare. Now, as you said, many people have their different styles of preparation for speaking, right? I actually, so I, I went for a job interview a few years back now, and they made us, give a 50-minute presentation with only pictures. Bearing in mind my whole life, my presentations have always been with words, fill the words on the slides. They said to us, yeah, we have a 50-minute presentation with only pictures. And it was difficult. I must admit, it was difficult. But that there really helped me hone in on my presentation and my public speaking style. Because now, when I do public speaking, you see my slides, I have minimal words. So for me, I will have a picture because pictures you know you know they say picture tells a thousand words or a million words right so i literally have my pictures on my slides i think about i think about what i want to say i think about it in a story like type of style and just start speaking and then if the lord says something to me i'll add it on and obviously i'm reading and i'm reading in the meantime reading my bible so there'll be things which i'll say which might trigger something else and i'll be like oh let me add that to it too and obviously i understand that i don't we live in a we don't live in a world where everyone's a christian so I'll say something like, for example, say I'm reading um, Ecclesiastes. I'm uh, not Ecclesiastes. Yeah, Ecclesiastes. I also say Habakkuk 2.2. And it says, write your plans down and make it plain. I won't necessarily say the scripture, but I'll say like something like, yo, people, please, please, please make sure you make your plans and write it down and make it very clear for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because without a plan, you can't do anything. So I'm using scripture. They don't know what I'm saying. They don't know how. They don't know. They're like, oh, that's so good. But the source of it is, is scripture. So I'll say it in a way whereby they don't know I'm talking about scripture, but I'm talking about scripture. So my thing, how I prepare, lots of pictures, reading, Bible, and let the Lord move. Amazing. 
And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a good way, as you mentioned, like we have to put in also like the hard work, the actual work, and you cannot like meditate or like just pray on the things just to happen as yeah. well. And uh, another thing when it comes to public speaking is um, for aspiring speakers, they kind of feel they're never truly ready, you know, for many things. And then they start to procrastinate. They think they need to be someone to share their story. Their story is not you know, like impactful enough. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like for aspiring speakers who are holding back? My friend, my friend, says, my friend says something to be so powerful. I want everyone to really, really take this in. I'm going to say it very slowly so everyone takes hold of what I'm saying. This, this is what I'm going to say, right? Are you ready? Yes, born ready. Born re I like that. Even the five-year-old can teach the two-year-old. Why do I say that? I say that because you'll never, as you said, you'll never be ready. You'll never be fully ready. But guess what? Your story is, you're, so you're, where you are in your story in one area, like say public speaking, whatever you want to do, you are potentially a step ahead of someone else, which means you can teach someone else. You, you don't necessarily have to teach the king and the queen straight away. That's the, that's the journey. But guess what? There's someone who's behind you on the journey who needs to learn from you. So when it comes to you being too scared to speak up for yourself or too scared to start something, forget that. And also, what I've been learning in this season more so, and it's going to be really hard to hear for some people, right? And speak to myself too. The more and more we delay starting something, watch this, the more we delay, the more prideful, the more prideful we're being. And you're probably thinking, well, that's a crazy subject to say. No, the reason why I'm saying that, because you're assuming that by you waiting, you'll actually just get better. That's not how life works. Life works by you just moving. Life works by moving, moving, moving. And then over time, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know who, I didn't know this person a year ago, but you just started. But by us being prideful and saying, oh yeah, I'll wait until the perfect time, it's not helping nobody. And at the end of the day, I keep on saying, time is finite and we need to impact as many people as we can. So to anyone right now who's, who's scared to speak up, I want to encourage you to understand that you have, you, have, you have wisdom to share, so share it, but two, don't allow selfish pride and i know it sounds crazy to say but it's true don't allow selfish pride to stop you from just starting because guess what by you thinking about yourself so much and by the way pride is just pride is simply just thinking about yourself so by you allowing pride to stop you from starting you're being selfish to allowing someone's destiny to come to pass that's what i'm gonna say I like that. That perspective holds so much wisdom, you know, if we think about because people think like when they share and speak about them, that that is selfish. But sometimes not sharing that is selfish because we know we could help. We could share our gifts as well. And, you know, when it comes to like sharing our story, um, it's going to impact the audience because they can emotionally connect. They may relate. They may, um, you know, it helps them to navigate through their difficulties because you've done that before and now they see an inspiration. But I also feel for the speaker itself, it also has an impact on us. At least like it was for me when I was speaking now in January on domestic violence, which is a heavy topic. And also I have the intention to bless the people there I almost feel as if I was fully healing, you know, because like doing that public, it's like God blessed me on spot that I was blessing others. It blessed me like hundredfolds as well. So, you know, like sharing your story to the public, how did that impact your life? Oh, similar to what you just said there, it changed my life because once you can share your story confidently, it just shows it has no hold over you. 
you only hold something close to your chest when it has a hold over you, right? If you've really healed from something, you'll be able to say it confidently. Like for me, back in the day, I kind of mentioned to you a minute ago or earlier on how I used to be, I used to be like a party goer, girls, all the stuff there. This is way before my entrepreneurship journey, right? But when I talk to people, may I, may I speak at like um, church or whatever, I always mention this to them, not because I'm some cool, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like some crazy guy and I've had this amazing past, but I, I tell this story to people because I've overcome this. I'm free as celibate now, like, and I'm following the Lord's stuff in my life now. And the reason why I say it so confidently, these, these things which happen in my life, because they're my past now. Like, you only be scared to say something if it's still part of your future. Does that make sense? Like, if you, over, if you truly overcome something, you'd be like, yeah, of course I can say that. And one of the things I talk about in my public speaking, my program with my clients, right, is the art of vulnerability. If you really want to impact people, you have to be vulnerable. That's why I always talk about my faith. That's why I always talk about, um, like, what I just said to you right, right there, because people relate to that. People don't, people don't care about, I said this the other day, people don't care about the best version of you. People care about the authentic version of you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I think it's so true because, uh, you know, one of the things I felt the more I awakened to Christ was to to do that. I had to like submit myself fully and surrender to Jesus as well as be fully naked, like naked, like literally in all the senses to to make true impact and to reach hearts, not just like to speak into people's minds and the logical things, how the world operates, but go some layers deeper into the true grip of things, which requires us be actually fully naked. And being naked requires a lot of courage as well. Um, there are so many people I know that you're also, you know, um, helping people in communication and with confidence coaching. Um, there's so many people that make the excuse, so I don't have the confidence. I feel too shy about that. And I personally feel that courage is like that thing that like helped me a lot to actually boost the confidence. Because if you don't have the confidence, like you just have the courage and you do it and then you get the confidence. And yeah. one of, what's like one of the things that were holding you personally back where you maybe felt you were not confident, but like how you leaned into the things um, that scared you. Do you have like any of these moments? That's, that's a great question. Um, so just to, just to play it back to you, just so I get the right question properly. What you're saying to me, what you're asking me is, were there situations in my journey where I was quite shy, quite scared, but I went for it? Or can you, can you repeat that again just so I make sure that? Just, just so yeah, I that. sure. Like basically in your journey, what was one of the moments where you felt really scared or like not confident? However, you leaned into courage and you did it. Like, and you went through this outside of this comfort zone. Could you share like a moment that was fun for you? Great question. I remember the first time I got my first coach. Big, it was a big investment to you. I remember like, I said to myself, okay, Rob, you want to get to the next level in your business right now. So you have to do something which is different. And it's so interesting because every single level you want to get to in life, you have to sacrifice something. And that's something which I learned through that principle of me actually saying to myself, you know what? Yes, this is a big investment into myself. But by me doing this will change my life and it's changed my life. So I would say that moment there when I got my first coach was the biggest turning point in my journey. I was scared, of course. I was nervous. I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to work out. But it's worked out. So I think that's, that's, that's definitely, in my opinion, the biggest moment. I was like, oh my God, this is scary. But as you said, courage. Courage comes before confidence sometimes. And I'm a confident guy. But even there, I was feeling, oh, this is a lot. But the courage pushed me over. And then now it helped me gain confidence. 
Yes, I love that. I love that because, you know, like investing in ourselves requires a lot of like belief, as we mentioned, like self-trust and things. But I always think in that way, like there's no way that we will not do an ROI return on investment back when we not give up. Like you simply can't. And like with the minds of like, it's going to be for a long lifetime, like beneficial. It's not just like something I need to get it out of it. Like I need to get out something in three months. And I think there's so much pressure that people put on that. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I'm also like curious of when it comes to like uh, speaking is when you speak one-on-one with people like mm-hmm. us now doing the podcast, it's very different than speaking to one to hundred, one to thousands. What would you say is one of the biggest differences to be that speaker that can speak to one to thousands? Like what's the difference in, you know, in a setting intimate with one person and with many people, the way you go about it different? I don't go. I don't go about it any differently because the moment I start thinking about it differently is when things start to go wrong. I treat every single conversation like like the way I speak to you right now. is is where I spoke at my event the other day. I spoke what was it like ninety people? It's not. It's not like the biggest event we've done, but I speak the exactly the same way because if I change things up, it's when I start to like overthink things. At the end of the day, public speaking is simply speaking to someone, but rather than speaking one to one, it's one to a hundred. That's all I, I don't try to check anything. And I recommend the audience do the same thing. Like everyone in the audience, if you can speak, if you can speak one-to-one to someone confidently, you can 110 billion percent speak to someone or speak to people publicly. The only difference now is just a small eyes on you. But that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing to have all eyes on you. The more eyes means more impact. It's not more, it's not more opportunity, more opportunity for you to be scared. More eyes means more impact. And as I said, we're here on this earth to be vessels. So that's how I see it. Like, I love, I love speaking to hundreds of people. I love it. Just like I love speaking to you right now. I love it because it's all about impact. Like, I can impact you right now. I'm sure, as we've said today, you can go on and speak to your people about it. But imagine 90 people in a room. Imagine 100 people in a room. Imagine 5,000 people in a room. Oh, my gosh. Millions of people could be impacted by what you said. That's what Jesus did. That's why he said to us, like, it's better for me to go. So I can leave you this gift, the Holy Spirit. So now, and look how many people have been impacted by that. Millions and billions of people. Because he knew himself by him being on his earth, he couldn't do all by himself. So if I can't, if I can't be in Brazil or Swiss or Singapore or Switzerland or South Korea or Ghana all at one time, what I can do, I can speak. I've been able to impact four million people by views. I don't know how many people I've impacted through that. Maybe it's millions of more people than that, but I know we've impacted four million plus people. And that's a beautiful choice for me because at the end of the day, I'm not here just for myself. I'm here to glorify the Father. I'm here to glorify and help people be the best version of themselves. And the moment I stop doing that, the moment where things start to overcomplicate themselves, and that's why I say to you, I don't speak any differently. I don't want to speak any differently when I speak to people. I want to speak to people exactly the same way I would if it was a one-to-one conversation. It's amazing. And what a great insight, because I think many people, they think it's like so different, you know, like to do that on that scale. And I also believe like when you have this personal connection or if you do it like a YouTube video and you're kind of sitting in your living room and you're speaking as if you're speaking just to them personally, casually, I think people can connect to that sometimes more than if something is too perfected, like too overdone, too you know, generic towards speaking to the public instead of just personally, like one-on-one as well. And I know like you already reached like millions of people with your podcast and your podcast also has been growing really exponentially. And what would you say were some of the 
learnings or the tips you would give um, to others that maybe help you in your growth to exponentially grow and reach like millions of people? Could you share with us some of the lessons and learnings you had? Yeah, I mean, one thing I'll say to you in terms of the podcast, consistency. Like, I, we've been doing this now for the last two years now. I saw a stat, and forgive me if I'm wrong about this stat, was like, I feel like 70% of people, no, 80% of people quit after three episodes. That's a disgust. That's a crazy stat. But I'm not surprised though, because human nature, we want fast results. We want fast results. So I think one of the biggest things I've learned is just, be, just to be consistent, just continue, continue to turn up. Even if you get like, I remember some videos we got, we got like 50, 60 views. I'm like, what? But end of the day, like, you don't know who's impacted. And that's, you don't know who you're impacted. And that's why I keep reminding myself, forget the numbers, forget the numbers. So I say, the biggest tip I'll say, first of all, it's just be consistent because you don't know who you're helping. Another thing too, in terms of how the podcast has grown and what we've done to help the podcast grow is listening. Like, get people on who are interesting, but also listen to them, have good conversations with them. Um, don't ask the, I, I mean, one thing we like to do, we don't like to ask very like simple questions. We like to go deeper. And I'm, I, by nature, I've always been very inquisitive. So that's kind of helped me, me and my brother. We, we're very inquisitive people. So we ask a lot of questions like that. But I'll say one thing which has helped me and helped us grow is simply just asking a lot of questions. But not asking like, how are you questions? But like, okay, what makes you the way you are? Why do you think like that? Like deep questions get people really bought into you. And as well as that too, doing things with the community so they buy into you. So like we have events every quarter, we have a network, we have um, workshops every quarter. So in a year, in a year span, we have like eight events and mm-hmm. people, people are seeing us often. So it's like once every, so every single three months, you have at least two, every single quarter, you have like two events. That's quite often, right? So we build a very loyal fan base or I don't like to say fan base, a loyal support base. So that's what we've done to help our podcast grow. And also just telling people actively, if you like this, five star review, share it. It helps a lot of people. So yeah, that's what we do. Wow, I like this. And I mean, congratulations to your growth as well for always showing up and doing that. And um, especially like for the impact it does, because I feel we don't know like who is listening. And sometimes we feel like it doesn't reach the right people. Or we don't we don't think like people are actually listening to us. Sometimes I had like views, like only five views and things like this is how I started. And then it grew and grew and more. And there are suddenly people reaching out. This changed my life. This impacted me in that way. And I didn't even know because there were days I was down or not feeling like it. And, you know, what would you say is the thing that helped you in being consistent because I feel many people do know that consistency is important but they kind of like not show up consistently they're like having excuses as well so you know like how did that help you to stay on track with that um understanding big understanding understanding that it's bigger than me I think the moment we start to make excuses the moment we start to just think we start to pity ourselves too much the moment we start to think about ourselves way too much. And that's when we're not going to help people in the best way possible. Like the way I see it is it also really impact people with the think about ourselves less. And that's how, that's what keeps you going during the times where you just want to give up. Because of course we'll give up at points. We all do. You have to remind remind yourself like, look, yeah, it's bigger than me, man. I need to help people. I really need to make sure that my words are leaving seeds in people's hearts, which can grow in their own time. So that's what I say to myself. I just say to myself, Rob, you're needed man you're needed and I think that's a really good I think that's something we can all take away with this like fill in the blank whatever your name is Andy Sarah Gemma 
whatever your name is, say afterwards, I am needed. Ozin, you are needed. Rob, you are needed. Ozin, I am needed. Rob, I am needed. Say these things to yourself because you are needed. You need to step up. We need to step up so that people can be impacted. So that's how I that's how I apply what I'm doing and make sure that I'm consistent and just keep on going. Because I'm needed. I love that. It's yeah, it's honoring ourselves. It's honoring actually ourselves because we honor the world truly. I think there's such a thing, sense of unity in us. And um when we can when we realize the gifts and the good in us, we take inventory of that, of uh, the powers and put the focus on the audience. I think this is like where a lot of these love grows and amplifies as well as the courage that comes with that. So that's so beautiful. And um, yeah, lastly speaking, do you like have any motto that you live by? Any favorite quote or something that, you know, just like gets you up daily? If so, what is it? That's a great question. I will say... I will say, I feel that's two. Um, so one of them is do not conform to the pack to the patterns of this world. Like don't be conformed. If people are going left, more time go right. If people are going down, more time go up. Because more time than not, people people don't really know what they want to do. People most people, most people are just following people. And obviously, as entrepreneurs or anyone who wants to do something, who wants to leave legacy behind, you have to go against the grain for you to leave real impact. So for me. I would say to myself, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed and renewed. That's one of the biggest things I live by. Like, continue to ask myself, okay, cool, Rob, are you walking the pathway which you've been called to doing or called to walk in? Because unfortunately, there's a lot of followers. So one thing I'd like to say to myself, so Rob, you're a leader, walk, 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 walk in your direction. That's number one. And then number two, one of my biggest mottos I always live by, and I love this one so much, and it's this. You're a star. Like, every day, sorry, the, state, the statement is, every day a star is born. I think that's such a powerful motto I live by, right? Because every single day a star is born. When we were born, we were stars. Unfortunately, a lot of our stars are actually dimmed or dimmed. I don't know what the word is, dimmed or dimmed um, by life, right? Because we like we conform. We allow people to to pollute our minds or make us believe that we shouldn't believe should be, we shouldn't be um, dreaming the way we're dreaming. But what I say to people is like this: Yeah, the same day you're born was a star. Don't let your star be dimmed, but in fact, let your, let your star radiate. So one of, the biggest, one of the things I live by is like, look, Rob, every single day a star is born, you're a star. From the moment you were born, you're a star. Let the world see that star. The world deserves to see that star. So that's that's the two statements I live by. Do not conform. And remember, every single day, you are a star. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I think it's a great way to wrap it up. And also for the audience as well. Thank you so much for tuning in and remembering that you are a star. You got the power, you got all the gifts and everything you need right now as you listen to this podcast. And um, again, uh, Rob, thank you so much for sharing your story as well and for inspiring, impacting every single day. Lastly, where can people best connect with you? Yeah, no, I mean, thank you so much. I mean, first of all, guys, hope you've been impacted. I've very much enjoyed this. I'm sure Ozzy did too. But um, in terms of what, how, how you want to get through to me, if you if you want to improve your public speaking, become a more confident public speaker and persuasive presenter, trust me, I've been from as you as you guys see through this episode, I've been from not being able to speak to now speak at some of the biggest companies. If you want me to help you improve your public speaking in those arenas, so you can be more confident and be more persuasive, reach out to me at my inst- on my Instagram, Robert Clipsey, in the link below or in the bio. There's my website, you can book a call with me and we can see potentially how I can serve and how we can work together to, for you to get to the point you need to get to your speaking. So what we have is like a, like a 12 week program we do with our clients, one-to-one, 
with me and I help the help my clients get through the process of becoming more confident public speakers. And we've helped a lot of people so far, coaches, auditors, entrepreneurs, corporate people, you name it. We've, we've helped many people with their journeys and we're willing to help many people as long as they're willing and ready to learn. So if you can find me on Instagram, you can DM me, but book a call with me and we can see how we can we can help you become the most confident public speaker and persuasive presenter. Amazing. Well, I'm going to put all the links below. So for all the listeners, give Robert a follow. And as he mentioned, if you want to improve your public speaking skills and make a true impact out of that and turn that passion into something bigger, perhaps a calling. And if you felt that pull, then reach out to him. And I think that one thing that was true to me was that sometimes just like this one step, this one person, the mentor, that friend taking that one leap of faith, it can really change your life. Um, so yeah, thank you again so much, Robert. And I speak to you again soon. Thank you so much. Blessings. Okay, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Austin June, O C I N J U N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.